You are now listening to the Blue Collar Unplugged Podcast. Sexton gets it. Three seconds. Two. Sexton at one. The win. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Presented by Crimson Crossover. Your home for all things Alabama basketball. Now here are your hosts, Blake Byler. That's two out of 26 in his last four games at home. Matthew Gibson. You had Alabama fans selling their on-court seats to Auburn fans for the biggest game in God knows how long. And Jacob Pickle. And what is next to Butler Field? Arby's. Arby's. So Arby's. either A, Alabama basketball is forever it, it, eminent. Built on Arby's. It literally built on Arby's, the program. Or it's the first thing you see when you walk in. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. Blue Collar Unplugged, Season 2. Uh... We are going to be talking about... We, we missed last week, didn't we? We did. We didn't record last week, so we're going to uh, jump in. I'm Blake Byler, joined by Matthew Gibson and Jacob Pickle, as always. Uh, how are y'all doing? Doing well. Doing well. fantastic. Late night BCU. Late night BCU. We late are recording night, late, night. late at night. It is almost 10 p.m., which is like my bedtime. It's terribly late. I, I go to bed Old at 10. man Blake. It's time for two cheese quesadillas in bed. From cookout? Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> but uh, we are back to talk some more Alabama basketball, as always. Um, this past week, Alabama looked pretty good. Uh, they got two wins, beat Missouri and beat Vanderbilt. But most recently, uh, we saw this Missouri game, and um, we're going to talk about it a little bit. So Alabama goes into Mizzou Arena in Columbia, Missouri, um, gets the win 85-64, to Nate Oates' first win inside Mizzou Arena, mm-hmm. a place that has uh, haunted him since his uh, joining of the SEC. But what were uh, some just some initial takeaways from this game, Matthew? We'll start with you. Yeah, so one, this has been a point of emphasis for Nate Oates all year. It's the final five minutes of the first half and the first five minutes of the second half. And mm-hmm. Alabama, once again, just dominated against Missouri in that uh, aspect. And um, with that... Seeing guys like Noah Clowney, who had 17 and 14, um, have just another big night. He's He continues to just climb up NBA draft boards. So if you're listening to this, you've got He's to gone. cherish your time with Noah Clowney. He's, He's going to be gone. a first-round pick. He could go as high as maybe, what, probably 13, 14, I'd say. Like, I could see him sneaking late lottery. but I could like, see late lottery. but I've more seen him mocked around, like, like between 20, 18 right? to 22 yeah. ish. Yeah. I, that's that's yeah. where I've seen him mostly. Like, he, he's definitely risen. It was like... Probably about a month ago, it was like, oh, mid to late second round, and mm-hmm. now it's... No, it's like, this, this is a first-round kid. Possibly yeah. sneaking up in the front. Really cool to see. Uh, kind yeah. of unexpected, but a good pick, too. Like, I, as far as recruiting goes, like, I, I don't think anyone was expecting him to be able to do what he's doing this year. Nobody no shot. Was. But he's been great. 17 and 14, like Matthew said, he worked the offensive glass against Missouri, which, with Kobe Brown out... That's about what you would, would have expected. You, that's good that he did that because that's what you need to do yep. when they're missing a player like that down low. Um, he hasn't shot the ball well lately. He hasn't. He's, is he dipped below? Is he back over 30% now? Is he still under? Oh, I think he's under. He's he hasn't under. made a three since the Arkansas game. Correct, since the, the 9-0 kill shot run at the end of that game. Yes, right. um, which was an incredible run. But he is now on the season 28.6% from three. Whereas I think after the Arkansas game, he was right around 33, 34. Yeah. Um, last, he was over his last 10 threes. He was 0 5 against LSU, 0 4 against Vandy, 0 1 against Missouri. 
Uh, but he he cleaned up the glass. He he's one of the better interior finishers on the team, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, be able to finish through contact. Yeah, you could say probably in the SEC at this point too, with how he's been playing. Yeah. I mean, I I, I would agree. There's not many bigs doing what Noah Klein's been able to do. If he gets it in the post, like not at ten times, it feels like it's going in for Noah. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, he had five offensive boards against Missouri, which was great. Cleaned up the glass very well. Um, a lot of finishes inside. Like six of ten from two, which is just great considering that's that's a very high volume for two compared to what Noah's used to. Uh, just really impressive. I mean, he he uses his strength. He knows he's strong, and he's gonna use that to his um, to his benefit to grow and create and be a scorer whenever he needs to be. Yeah, tough guy too. We all bleed oh. the same blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that quote was great when he was like, "I don't care if you're." What was it like? Three hundred pounds, two hundred fifty pounds. Like, yeah, he's, it's all, he's gonna do his job. He's yeah, he's job. gonna he's gonna go out there. He's a competitor. That's the epitome that's what he of does. Yeah. Um, Jacob, what was your biggest takeaway from this Missouri game? Uh, honestly, like putting up eighty five points on pretty bad shooting across the board. Like ten of thirty five from three. Obviously, pretty well below season average. It's twenty eight percent. That's not not great. What is the team on the season? I think thirty like. Two, three. I think we're a little bit higher. Um, let me let's see. Pull up Kemp on real quick. Yeah, exactly. what's that looking exactly. for? Uh, three point percentage as a team. Um, thirty four point six, which makes Bama one hundred twenty six. Thirty four point six is higher than I expected. Yeah. Honestly, considering last year the team like that twenty eight percent that they shot against Missouri was around the average mm-hmm. as last a team. Year was rough. Um, so that that's. A positive sign that that 28% is not the norm. Absolutely. Um, and they were still able to win by 21 points. Um, so I definitely agree with that. Not a very efficient shooting night from Miller or Sears. Uh, Miller and Sears were both 4 of 12. Sears has uh, not shot the ball well lately. He's 1 for 7 from 3 against Missouri. I think his average has dipped from 43% on this season, now down to 38, which is still really good. And I think that's just like a a mini slump that he's in. I don't anticipate that to continue. Like, he's shown how good of a shooter he can be, so I'm not worried about Sears shooting. Um, but, yeah, like you said, like, being able to overcome a slower shooting night and still yeah. win by 20 is really impressive. It's really impressive. That, that speaks to the defense a lot, too, mm. because Missouri's offensive belief was, what, ninth, ninth in Ken Palm coming were, in? Yep. So ninth in offensive efficiency, getting, like, something like 1.17 points per possession. I believe the numbers around there, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit higher. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy, and to holding them to uh, well well below that point um, eight three points per possession. I mean, that's that's really really good, right? To be able to combine those two performances and not having your A game offensively, but really forcing them into a lot of bad shots uh, at the first half. Like I think in the again that under sixteen to under eight, they made a lot of those turnaround jumpers uh, or just like high lofted shots that went in. But those didn't obviously that didn't stay consistent throughout the game. Uh, so forcing them to, into a lot of bad shots consistently was really, I mean, obviously very helpful for Alabama. And they missed a good number of their like they had some decent looks, but they just like they just couldn't really hit them. They're three of twenty eight from three. Yeah, which wasn't their night shooting the ball. They almost had a three for thirty. They did. Oh, wow, ooh. that's crazy. ESPN presents three for 28, 28 to three. Yeah, that's a to thing. Dawkins fans. Oh goodness. But the. That performance by Alabama's defense um, rose their defensive efficiency from ninth to fifth in the country. So Alabama now boasts a top five defense uh, to go along with a 13th ranked offense as of uh, today when you're looking at Ken Palm. 
the I, I was just impressed with the fact they were able to handle that arena as easily as they were yeah. too. Because uh, like that's a tough place to play, and it's been a tough place to play for Alabama specifically. But I mean, we've seen this team go into a bunch of different arenas and just not be phased by yeah. opposing crowds like uh, Houston, and then also like Mississippi State was a sellout. Bud Walton's a super tough place to play. Memorial Gym was loud, too. Memorial, Memorial Gym, Gym was, was loud. It had a lot of Alabama fans, but it was still loud. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that they're 6-0 and on the road is very encouraging when you still have, like, trips to Auburn, trips to Thompson Bowling. You still got to go to Norman, which yep. is still going to be tough cool. no matter how um, Oklahoma is. And we'll talk some more about uh, that game and the Mississippi State game here later. But just what Alabama's been able to do on the road has been really impressive to me. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, speak to the, the Vanderbilt game, I didn't really think we had our best stuff that game either. Uh, I think efficiency shows that. Um, obviously, Brandon had 30, but their guards were just— He got handed a free 30. He, did, he got handed free six points at the end. Yes, <laughs> he did. Like, I, I thought Stackhouse was like trying to give him 30. Yeah. The, like, they were fouling down 12 or—actually, they got it down to like six— so it but was still. It was down to six at one point. And they got it down to six, it but to then nine. got it up to eight, and then I think they fouled again, and then like they just kept fouling. Well, they started fouling though, early too. Yeah, they did. Which With was like over a minute left. Yeah, I didn't think we were ever going to leave Mm-mm. Memorial Gymnasium. <laughs> Truly a unique place. One of the arenas I've been to. It is one of it's, the arenas that I've been to. It's certainly an arena yeah. for sure, isn't it, it Blake? It, the the media seating. <laughs> Well, certainly <laughs> that was more of the International Space Station than FedEx Forum was when we went. It like, like it looked like it, but it wasn't. Right. I will say, like FedEx Forum, our seats <laughs> last year, those were so ridiculously high. Or Vanderbilt, at least like, like we were closer to the floor than we were at yeah. Memphis. But like I was down. staring an NIT Champions banner in the face because they hung all the banners in front of what they call what do they call it? Crow's nest. The right? crow's, crow's nest. nest. Yeah. They called it the crow's nest. Yes, so they called it the crow's nest, and it was like up, like basically where like a press box would be if it was like a football stadium. Yeah. Um, and it was like a press box in a way, um, instead of just having like a normal media row like a lot of basketball arenas do. And they hung all of the banners, like their um, like tournament appearances banners and like their SEC tournament champions banners mm-hmm. all across the row. So I couldn't see the fans and you couldn't either, Matthew. Yeah. Um, like we saw the one, like probably the lower section behind Alabama's bench and then like some of Vandy's student section. That's like all I could see. Yeah. But then we walked down to the court and after the game to uh, like film a little video or whatever and we looked around and like the arena was kind of cool. It's it's so interesting. I like that. It was cool. Like, it looks <laughs> like a widescreen TV. Like it yes. looks like you're flipped. Like it looks like you're viewing it through a concave lens. Like it, mm-hmm. like a fisheye. Yeah. Like, I whenever like watching the game, kind of got disoriented a few times. Like there'd be a big like quick transition to look out. I don't know. It was it was very interesting. Like I, it looks like a theater. Yes. Not a basketball arena. Right. Like that's a stage, not a court. Yeah. Because the the corners don't have seats in them. They do have some suites and offices, yeah. but they were uh, behind where like the big V logos were. Mm-hmm. But I think those are under construction. Oh, those are offices mm-hmm. behind there. S- two are offices, and I think there used to be suites. I don't know if those are under renovation. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say the corners one, like each side of like yeah. you know all four corners were interesting. How it just goes up, and there's like a window and everything. It was it was interesting to say the least. The- um, 
Very unique. But it wasn't a bad experience. Vanderbilt, like Memorial Gym, it's one of those arenas that you like. You just have to go to. The side lot or the the benches on the baseline is still stupid. It is. I hate that. It is very odd. Seeing Stackhouse really like dumb. sitting like as he tall and like chair. lanky. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> his <laughs> chair is like as tall and lanky as he is, and just like wide open space. Yeah. Like, it, it was it was funny to see. I I had fun at Memorial. And like, look oh, at this so map right here of the arena. Like that just looks wrong. Uh, it looks like they like folded over a box. That's exactly what yeah. it looks like. It also took us what 15 20 minutes to get Oh, do get not inside. get me started. <laughs> that was that was a fun experience. I, I had a great time. I did not have I'm not going to say I had a negative experience at Memorial Gymnasium, but Matthew and I had a very negative experience trying to get in. Inside was We walked up to the door and if you've ever been to Memorial Gym, it was the door that was like the baseball fields on your left. Mm-hmm. And so we walk in and we're like, "Where's the media entrance?" And they're like, "Oh, it's down here in that tunnel." And so we walk all the way around we go down these stairs, like under like the bleachers of the baseball field, and we walk in this tunnel. The door is just unlocked. There's no people there, just an unlocked door into a tunnel. We go straight in, and we're like on, like we're at court level. And then there's these people, and they're like, where are your passes? And we're like, they told us to come down here. <laughs> and so they're like, no, you got to go outside, and you got to go all the way around. So we walked right. back outside, walked all the way around, and then found our seats. Good. And then walked all the way to the crow's nest. Yeah, in hindsight, I think it was the door that we went into was pretty clearly, I think it was the visitor's locker room when you think yes. about it. It, was the visitor's <laughs> it definitely locker, was. Because you could see the locker room, there was like a bunch of other like medical things that were there. Yeah, like the door was unlocked. All of that. Yeah. Like, walk right was it in. like, we're kind of in between that parking garage and like you saw the field, like that kind of um, corner? I wouldn't say on that side. I think you're looking at it inverted. It was on the, hmm. Where would you I don't really this? know. I don't. Gotcha. That place was amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah, that's, it took us a minute to get inside. That, I just say that because that's where we went and saw, uh, talked to uh, Greg Burns some afterwards, and it was like where the team bus was leaving. So. Yeah, it might have been there then. Gotcha. Yeah, that. But that was a twelve point win on the road, especially considering the circumstances that the team was coming off of from the weekend prior. Um, just an impressive performance, even from like an emotional standpoint, for them to come out and be able to get a win like that. And then the Missouri win, on top of that, just two tough road games that ended in, like they, they didn't necessarily play their best game, right. but still got really good results, which I think um, is really impressive for um, a team dealing with the things that they were dealing with off the court, as well as just dealing with the pressure that is coming now with them being one of the hottest teams in the country, uh, being the hunted team in the SEC at this point, sitting atop the standings. Um, but today we got a new AP poll. Alabama ranked number two, the highest that they have been ranked since to December, December 2002. 2002. Let's play a game. How old were you in December 2002? Depends on the day, but almost one. You were almost one. Almost one. I think you were like, a few days from being one. Yeah, it was like what the twenty seventh or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I was very, like pretty close to being almost two because I'm March first, two thousand one. Okay. So I was I was a little bit older, but yeah. still I was, very young. Yeah, I was like right at seven months <laughs> old. So it's been <laughs> a long time. Been a minute. Uh, none of us had consciousness the last time this was. Yeah, no, we were can't say I remember that. I, I was not thinking about Alabama men's basketball at that point in my life. No. I, can, I can tell you that for sure. Um, so Alabama comes in at number two behind Purdue at number one. Um, let's get y'all's thought. Who would you have had 
I don't know how to phrase this question because there's like a who do you like think should be number one? Right. Who is the best team right now? Who's the most deserving? Who's, it's, I feel it's like we've had this conversation in our sport. If you're looking at the team where I, if it's most deserving and based on how they're playing right now, you would it would have to be Alabama. But based on a resume perspective and the fact that Purdue only has one loss, it's to a ranked Rutgers team, and they're still playing decent ball. But like I, you I don't know if you can drop. Purdue one spot over Alabama. Now, as we go into the future, and if Purdue is still kind of playing, you know, I like feel like they're going to drop one soon. You think so? Well, they, there's. They I mean, they've almost dropped they the Michigan. last. They play Michigan. Aren't they like at Michigan? Yeah. Let's Ooh, let's walk through the last in? few. No, it's it's at Michigan, and Michigan? then they have Michigan State. At home. Like they almost lost to Maryland. They almost lost to Michigan State, mm-hmm. and that's two of their last three. So it's been like tight, tight. Their Big Ten schedule so far: one point loss to Rutgers at home. Two point win at Ohio State. Yep. Thirteen point win. It's called semi away for Penn State. I don't know where the location of that game was. Uh, um, I don't know. Well, let's see. It was Palestra. Yep. Doesn't tell me anything more. <laughs> um, I, some kind of weird Big Ten celebration thing. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Eighteen point win at home against Nebraska. One point win at Michigan State. Twenty two point win against Minnesota, who's terrible. And then a three point win at home against Maryland. Okay. It's it's like. It's like kind of underwhelming, but like they're winning the games. No, they're, they're, they're winning the games. games. They're eighteen and, and one, or is it now nineteen? And, yeah, nine, they're nineteen, 19 and one now. They have they're good. eight quad one wins. They have like, a lot of quad one. Like Matthew was saying, like the resume, like they're, it, it does yeah. edge us out by just a little bit. They're number one in shot quality too. Like I, yeah, Purdue is a very good team, courtesy of Zach Eady. But I, he's very good. One might say primarily, but I yes, I would say primarily. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, y'all no, I'll keep just, that. Yeah, keep it. Sorry. As as this goes along, and if I don't even think Purdue has to necessarily drop one for Alabama to jump them. If Alabama keeps playing like how they're playing, beating the crap out of other SEC teams, and Purdue is kind of being so-so in the Big Ten, right? Uh, Bama will jump them at that point. But I think right now, looking at it, if you're a voter and you see Bama two losses, Purdue one loss, and then the one one of the losses to Bama is Gonzaga, who Purdue beat. I was gonna bring that I, up too. It's, it's like, that's another like Purdue smoked Gonzaga, so like there were one common opponent, Bama lost, and Purdue won by a lot. Yeah, so right. I get it. Well, two common opponents, but Michigan State is oh Michigan State. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. but they both won. They right. both beat Michigan State. Exactly. So then, exactly. from from that perspective, and they're nineteen and one. I understand Purdue being number one. Mm-hmm. I think if they played tomorrow on a neutral court, that Alabama wins. Yes. But I Depending understand. On the referees too, though. By the way. Yeah. I, yes, I that's a good point. A, a lot. Zach Eady gets away with everything. A, a, in the Big lot. Ten. a lot. Which, like, you can't. I understand. You can't penalize someone for being. No, 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 of course. Zach Eady's but a great player. On, I think. I think the offensive fouls way more than the defensive fouls. I think he actually plays pretty clean on defense. Defense yeah. most of the time. I think your primary is just over the back end, like. Lower well, I say lowering his shoulder. You can't like it's well, not exactly yeah. lowering, lowering his shoulder, yeah. like, just driving into somebody like <laughs> yeah. Or when he like clamps the ground, like Sissoko's yeah. arm down on a yes. rebound and the foul gets called on Sissoko or something like that. Yeah. We were me and Matthew on the way to Nashville. We were listening to uh, was it Ion College of Basketball? Was it Ion or was it Titus and Tate? It was one of the two. We were listening to both. both. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, we were listening Still to either Ion College Basketball or Tyson Tate, and one of those podcasts was talking about how Edie gets called for like one and a half fouls a game yeah. as a big, as a 7-4 big. Yeah. That just like doesn't seem right. There's no way he like actually only fouls like one or two times a game. Um, so is that a product of Big Ten refs? 
who knows, will that get exposed when they get to the tournament and have not Big Ten refs? Only time will tell. You know, but I would take Alabama if they played tomorrow. I, I would too. I, yeah. I'm not going to debate that. I, I think Bama would beat Purdue at, at, as it stands right now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think our staff would honestly have a really fun time planning out how to take away Zach Eady. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I think their guards are average at best. Like I, they probably had five or six turnovers in very like like unforced turnovers where they just passed the ball and the Maryland guards were picking them off and like running in transition. It's just they're very average. Uh, I'm not moved by Fletcher Lawyer. Like I'm just not. I that doesn't motivate me to think that much of them. Yeah. Um, My thing. They have a good resume with playing Zach Eady. They have a good resume. Yes. In in the Big Ten, I, there's not many teams in the Big Ten that have two bigs quite like Alabama with Betty Yako and Clowney. And you can double Eady. You can send a guard to like swipe at Eady by his hands, which Alabama. Yep. Alabama's guards do a fantastic job of one going through passing lanes and getting steals that way, but two, with big men like in the post, swipe them down, get steals that way. They're fantastic at doing that. I don't think Edie has necessarily faced guards for one that have been able to do that. Two, having a Purdue team that would probably be relatively clamped on the perimeter with guys like say Jaden Bradley or Burnett, who's now healthy, which we didn't talk about that. Burnett yes. came back. Oh yes, Missouri game only played five minutes, but he's back. Um, I, like, didn't notice how he looked really at all. I mean, he missed a couple shots. He, he, yeah. was, just, he was just out there. He was he out was there. Cardio. He was getting some, some game yeah. flow. I mean, but Burnett's back now, and that's a big help for Alabama. But, I look, I don't think with Purdue and their guards, Alabama's guards, are just, they're way better than Purdue's. I mean, Braden Smith's good, but I, this matchup is really, really bad for Purdue. And Charles can handle someone like Edie because he's handled Sheepway. If you can handle Sheepway, you can probably handle Edie, even though Edie's a little bit taller. Right. It, I, much taller, actually. But Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I, I would take us over them. I absolutely get why they're number one. Um, I think we are, the like, one of the hottest teams in the country, uh, right up there with probably, like, Kansas State and maybe TCU yeah. at this point. Uh, but... I think we can play our way into the number one AP poll conversation. And if Definitely. we don't, it is just the silly list of numbers. And yeah. I mean, just, just based on narrative. semantics, narratives. I think AP voters are very, like, legal in how they view things. Based on semantics, I think you have to put Purdue one. But as time goes on, I think Bama's going to have a good chance of yeah. being up there and passing them if they keep playing like they do. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us to, well, do you want to talk about this week's games or do you want to talk a little... SEC standings, how we think. We can talk about SEC standings, and also a quick note, Bama did receive 23 first-place votes. Yes, they did. So they're very close. Purdue received 39, and so that's what, like, I don't need math. Well, it's like thirds. Uh, It's like Purdue got like nearly two-thirds. Bama got like a little over a third. Yeah, if if they would have gotten eight less and we would have gotten eight more, it would have been tied. There you go. So uh, it's, it's close. It's not like incomprehensible that Alabama could jump them, but it, it's probably going to take a Purdue loss, unless Alabama just keeps, keeps destroying keeps keeps beating teams by double digits in the SEC. They have what? I think I, I posted a stat earlier. I think Bama has a 147-point differential in the SEC right now. That's yeah, nice. and it's like nice. seven, every single SEC game by double digits, mm-hmm. including one, two, too. three, four of those seven on the road. And they're holding those teams under 70 points. All under 70. No one scored 70 on Alabama since the Gonzaga game. I mean, it, you mentioned it. Bama's got a top five defense in the country right now. Yeah, so it's really crazy. I, I think people after the Memphis and Gonzaga games were very like, oh my gosh, is the defense actually this good? Are we getting exposed? But you had two like 
uh, Gonzaga's probably best per- offensive performance all year. Yeah. And Memphis, same thing. Like I, so clearly the defense is just fine, uh, and beyond just fine, like elite. Yeah, I mean, even three point percentage and two point percentage. Bama's fourth in three point and second in two point percentage. So again, that's that's one of those numbers for like Zach Eady too. Two point percentage. Bama's second in the country. That's yeah. that's really difficult to deal with with their size. So looking at the SEC, you've got Bama in first place at seven and zero. You've got Auburn and Tennessee at six and one. You've got Texas A and M at five and one. Then you kind of have this big jumble of teams with three losses: Kentucky, Florida, Vanderbilt, Georgia. Um, Missouri's three and four. I didn't realize they were three and four. I thought they had a better record than that. Yeah, that loss to Florida hurt. It did hurt. But um, I'm assuming that we think that Alabama's going to – do we think Alabama's going to end up winning the SEC regular season? Yeah. I mean, I think the one team that would have the best chance of maybe counteracting that would be Tennessee. Auburn's got a decent chance. I just don't think Auburn is that uh, special. But I, I think Tennessee's got an okay shot at doing that. They're – Right now, team rankings has Alabama with 57% chance to win the conference. Tennessee's right behind them at 39. Next team after that would be Auburn, which is 2%. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I mean, having a game up, the Kentucky win already to have that game ahead is really massive uh, as far as season standings go. I think Kentucky, they're going to end up winning some games. Oh, I think like, Kentucky will for sure. Yeah. And, like, what we, we beat them, but... 26 on that Saturday. Next Saturday they go walk into Knoxville and win without Severe Wheeler uh, and without who? Who's the other player that was out that day? Oh, was was Toppin out or was it? No, no? it's um, what day? Against Tennessee. Did they have another one out? I thought it was just Wheeler, which Kentucky is playing better. I think it was just Wheeler. Okay, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I could know. be wrong. I know they. I know they rolled out the lineup. They rolled out the lineup of Shebway, Reeves, Frederick. Toppin, and who am I forgetting? Wallace. Kaysen Wallace. Yeah, yeah, that was their five that they, like, was statistically, like, going into that game, like, one of the best fives in, like, super limited minutes. And then they went out and, like, got to start that lineup in it. And they it played worked. really well. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, my, I think Mayakawa, Evan Mayakawa had a, a stat on that. It was, like, through, I don't know, like, either 60 minutes of game film or game time or, like, certain amount of possessions, like, it was the most efficient lineup in, like, D1 for, like, at least a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, super limited sample size, but uh, significant nonetheless. Uh, so you, you look at Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, or your three, like, your three horses. Kentucky already being three games back from the lead. It's tough it, for them to compete. And they won't get a chance at us head-to-head. No. They will get Tennessee back in Rupp, correct? Yeah, they, and then they should. They get Auburn... Interrupt. So the only time they play. Right. So that's a chance. Like they could. They could climb. I. I think Kentucky is going to end up as the three seed, because of the difficulty of Auburn's schedule. February schedule. Yeah, it is. Because like starting out, like Auburn's done a great job winning all the games that they have, and they've beaten Florida, who's a pretty good team. Arkansas is better than their record. Um, but coming up, they've got A and M twice. Tennessee twice, Alabama twice. You got to go to Kentucky. You've got to go to Vanderbilt, and Missouri, Missouri at home, Georgia yeah, uh, at home. Both like decent teams. Like that is really that's really really tough. I think I, they have like two more layups. On, well, one more layup, and Ole Miss at home is a layup. Yeah, I think Auburn is a 
decent team, I think A&M probably has a better chance of winning the SEC than Auburn does based on A&M's schedule, which is still not fantastic. Who they have? Better than They've, Auburn's. They go to Auburn, then they have Vandy at home, they go to Arkansas. Which that's a winnable game for A&M at this point. Yeah, they get yeah. Georgia at home, Auburn returns home. They get Bama in College Station. Hopefully that game means nothing. Um, Nate Oates has never won in College Station. It's true. Nate Oates has never played in College Station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the the one time um, was year. the was the COVID year. I actually I was corrected on Twitter. I was it was not canceled due to COVID. It was canceled due to a blizzard. It was so shout out whoever corrected me. I was wrong. Um, it got canceled due to a blizzard. I thought it was canceled due to COVID because like the, everything else got canceled due to COVID that year. I I believe that was the the Ted Cruz. No, I'm leaving Texas. And <laughs> was it really? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like I, huh. I think that lines up. I think the time has passed. Somebody reply and let us know that that's correct. Uh, it's probably right. I, I hope so. But yeah, I, I think I just Auburn with the way that they've won games. I'm just not super convinced it's going to be sustainable against good competition. Not saying they won't win games. They're going to win games. They're going to be. A t- I think they're going to. I think the start at least like. Not guarantees, but like all but guarantees, they're going to be uh, they get the double buy. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they've they've I done. It's a great bounce back from the Georgia loss. Oh yeah, I mean twenty five in a row. Yeah, and then to come back and beat Arkansas at home by thirteen, which for whatever that Arkansas win is worth, like that is still Look, a they're solid. Still, they're still good. They're still fine. Are they though? Yes, they're good. I they're good enough. They're better. They're a top half SEC team. Yes, or we'll finish there. They will be. I don't know. If you're not sold. <laughs> They're going to beat LSU at home this week. They will. They need a lot of extra motivation. I hope they beat LSU at home this week. And then they're going to lose at Baylor. Um, they're going to beat – I think they're going to beat Texas A&M at home. And then they go to South Carolina. So that's three wins in a row right there. And then they're going to go get smoked and rub. That's yeah. going to be a fun game, though. That, that will be a fun February game. February 7th, Arkansas at Kentucky. That's yeah. going to be fun. And a lot of this still, I think, with Arkansas, it just depends on Nick Smith, honestly, what he's doing. Yeah. He's weren't there rumors that he's going to come back? He's going to come back. He's going to come back. If he comes back, Arkansas can be fine. He, he's he in Fayetteville. Five SEC team if Nick Smith comes back. But yeah. that's the. I keep forgetting the, how they end. Yeah. Have you seen how they end their season? How they end? At Bama, at Tennessee, Ooh. Kentucky. Doesn't doesn't Auburn have the same? Ew. Auburn has. So they have the same three, just in a different order. Auburn has at. I don't know why I'm trying to they, guess when they I go just look to. It up. Yeah, they go to Kentucky. They go to Alabama. and They have Tennessee at home. I think that's the exact. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the same three, just different order in different locations. Yeah, diff- and then flipped on Tennessee and Kentucky on a wow. way home. I mean, it just not getting those wins. in Scheduling there. office did not. Like Auburn or Arkansas going into this. Wow. Yeah, I, that's really unfortunate. But also, Arkansas, like Auburn, they won their games in January. Yeah. Arkansas didn't. and That's true. Like, that's a big part true. of it. Like, Muslim did not take advantage. Uh, with obviously dealt a difficult hand there, losing two of your most like reliable players that you need to go to. Yeah. Uh, it's not solely, but some of those wins that turns into losses are not, not great. So, um, Looking ahead, Mississippi State on Wednesday. Alabama won the previous meeting by 11 in Starkville. Um, it was a game that was really not as close as the score. I didn't feel like it was like 18 or so 
with like six to five minutes left in the game. And it was one of those where Oates was like talking a lot earlier about like keeping the team keeping their foot on the gas when like they get up big in games. Um, it happened against Mississippi State and Ole Miss kind of in back-to-back games where they got up big and then let a comeback ha- – or not a comeback, but like let them cut it closer than it really was. Um, so Mississippi State's leaders, it's still Tolu Smith at 13.7 points a game, 8.1 rebounds. Um, what are we thinking? I I just can't see a world where I this really, is close. I really don't see Mississippi State putting up much of a fight. I mean, no. I, maybe early, I, I but I, I just – what are they in Ken Palm now? Fifty six. The uh, the defense is eleventh, which is about where it was last time. The, those early season numbers are like keeping them barely like relevant within the Ken Palm stuff. Their offense is worse than it was last time. It's now one hundred sixty eighth. Um, they can't score the basketball. No. Um, and with that, it's not like Keyshawn Murphy's going to hit a ridiculous amount of. Threes like he did. Last did he hit three game. last he hit game? Three. That was just he never hits those. And they banked eight. in like they two, banked in, didn't banked they? In two he went three another, for four. He went three for four. That that was that's they shot nine for twenty four overall. Yeah, from three, which clearly is not. No, I, that's, that's not going to happen again either. I, I just I don't see State keeping up with Alabama at this point. Since Mississippi State started eleven and zero, they have lost six of their last. Oh, excuse me, seven of their last eight. Um, including a that was a six point loss to Drake, a, an eleven point loss to Bama, a thirty four point loss to Tennessee. They beat Ole Miss by ten. They lost to Georgia by eight. Auburn by six. Tennessee again. This one by twenty one. No, that's 11. eleven. I can't yep. do math. Um, and Which then is, they were in that game for quite a while. They were. Now Tennessee didn't have Vescovy or Key. Yes. So like, and they still lost at home by eleven. Yeah. Oh, I, so they, they hung around. They, they were, hung around, and then not a tournament. Team. They could have beat Florida, but then lost at home to Florida by two. Yeah. So I just don't see a world where this is close. I don't either. Uh, G- I mean, give me think, Bama by like fifteen, yeah. like minimum. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ken Palm. Ken Palm projects this Bama winning 89 percent chance of winning. I, Ken Palm has it at fourteen. He, wow. Okay. The, yeah. the numbers are always. I think the LSU game was like twelve at home. Which, uh, who could have truly predicted that... Bama doing that, what well, they did. That the eighth-best three-point defense decided to not run us off the the arc. They played zone. They, they, played, they zone. played zone. I, I'm, I'm still not over that. Like, that was That was a decision. I remember Blake saying on the podcast, like, three or four episodes before that, being like, if Alabama... Like, if any team runs a zone against Alabama, they're going to lose by 30. And then yes. LSU proceeded to lose by... 40. 40. 40. Yeah. So, <laughs> it just... It was just very silly. I, I was kind of surprised because I, I don't know. I think Matt McMahon just had a decision to make, and he made. I the don't wrong know one. what he was doing. And they didn't run zone the whole game, but like they ran zone enough ran to where bit. yeah, like they were already people cooked. were open and hitting shots. I just I don't get it. It's like I, I know they Why don't have do the that? personnel to truly match up man defense, but you got to try, right? Like you, you've got any teams do. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> no, no one has been super successful at truly making us be terrible, like bad from three. Uh, there's a couple, couple of things I wanted to mention. One, one guy I forgot to talk about that I wanted to talk about. Um, just completely different direction. Uh, Rylan Griffin has yes. been really yeah. good in his role, and I wanted to bring that up earlier, but forgot to. Um, he's shot the ball a lot better 
um, recently than he started the year with. And Oates was talking about, like, in press conferences, how he was a guy that they needed to get going from three. Um, I think... I think he went two for five against Vanderbilt. Um, I think Andrew Parrish said that he is, like, 38% in conference play That's from awesome. three. Um, and if you look at the last couple games, three of six against Missouri, two of five against Vandy, two of eight against LSU, two of three against Kentucky. Um, so that's – he's hit two threes in four of his last five games. And that's in limited minutes too. Like he's only – he played 20 minutes against LSU, and that's because he was playing in like garbage time. Right. So he's been playing like 12 to 15 minutes most games, and he's been making the most of it by spotting up and hitting – Good shots. Yeah. So I've been really impressed with him. I just wanted to bring him up, um, talk about him a little bit. Yeah. He. Uh, I thought Saturday he had a really crucial three. Uh, we went up 63-43 at 9 minutes 45 seconds left. Uh, they went on a little run, didn't they? They scored 10 points. In, or Yeah, they went from 61-40 at the 10-25 mark to 63-50 at the 8-38 mark. So wow. 10 points really quick. <coughs> and I mean, they get out and run. like that. That's a fast team that scores quickly. Mm. So next possession, uh, right out of the timeout, we called a timeout after they cut it to 13. Riley Griffin makes a huge three. Mm-hmm. 66-15. He did that against Vandy, too, yep. if I'm remembering correctly. Like I, I Vandy so. made a little run, and then Griffin just like spotted up with a hand in his face. He's not scared of like he, he the defense. Up. He just shoots. Yeah. It's like He's got an insane vertical, too, for one. Yeah, he, 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 he just jumps. jumps. He yeah, like, he literally floats. Yeah. He's going to be a very good player one day. Yeah. Like he's already a good player, but he's going to be, like, a very, very good contributor yeah, one day. I'm excited to see his volume go up. Another thing, too, with Rylan, um, defensively, he's really stepped it up, too. I, I think yeah. that was part of some of the reason he wasn't getting as many minutes maybe early on. Mm-hmm. Part of – he was missing some threes, too. I mean, he was, what, like, 20 – Shooting was not great. He was yeah. at 22% from three for a while there. It was he something had, like he that. Now? Is he at now? Is he 29.4? So, so like it's going right up. at 30. It's yeah. going up. Shots are beginning to fall for him. And then defensively, he's really picked it up. And he's his arms look like endless. He, he's got yes. really long arms. Long, very long. And his shooting form is great, too. I, Ryland's going to be a really integral part of what Alabama wants to do. He's a good player. Forward. I mean, Oates yeah. said that post game, too. He's like, Ryland's going to be a very important part of what they want to do. I mean, like, I think next player. year he's going to turn into like. He's already like probably like eighth, ninth man. I think he. I don't know if he starts. I don't. We don't really know what the roster is going to look like next yeah, we'll year. Have, we'll but, have to give it a turn. Um, there there will be some turnover, but he's probably going to be in like either probably like a pseudo starter, like six man, seventh man, like first yeah. guy off the bench kind of role next year. Um, he'll probably start the year after that. Who knows? He yeah. could start next year. I was going right. to say, depending on who Bama adds or doesn't add or loses, he, he, he could, could be end a starter. Up, yeah. yeah so. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, to your point about doing it against Vanderbilt, it was 50-30. to 30. They went on a 9-3 run. Uh, Sears got a board, and then Riley Griffin made a three, made it from 14-17. to 17. There you go. Yeah. So, again, that. Able to stretch the lead a little bit when he hits a three like that, which kind of shuts down runs from opposing teams. Um, then the other thing we've got, um, the one other player I want to talk about, Javon Quinterly. Yes. Um, he yes. is very online, <laughs> to, to put it nicely. No longer, um, but. We, well, he's not anymore. Um, we we all saw his, um, his comments on Twitter and his alleged comments on, on Instagram yeah. DMs. Hey, you get what you ask for. I, that's that. But dude went out there. He balled out. Yeah. He had uh, 
He played 24 minutes, 13 points on 50% shooting, made three threes. Good. Two of those were like moonshots, too. Yeah. One of them was like a one of them like was a was jab, space. like crossover, like step back, just pulled. Yeah, he was play. in the bag. He, was, he looked like he did a couple years ago pulling yeah. a kind of shot like that. I think that was the clip that uh, Serial Box LLC had going out there. Um, and it was it was great. I loved having that. No comment. No comment needed. Truly. Truly. No, and, and he's... I. He's scored at least uh, eleven in four of his last six. He's coming. Um, so he's he's definitely turned it on since um, that little slow start he had coming back from the injury. Um, started to play well, and if he like really gets going, I think we talked a couple weeks ago about how he was like starting to play with a little more swagger, a little more confidence. Didn't he get a tech against Kentucky? He did. Yeah. Didn't he get a tech? Didn't he get a tech against Arkansas too? Uh, I think it was the double tech situation. So he yeah, got a, yeah, so he got yeah, a tech yeah. two straight yeah. game. I mean, he had that possession <laughs> where what was with black. It was and he got tied black. Up yeah, and black yeah. kind of did a little elbow thing. And yeah, like, it's fun watching him play when he's when he's playing confident. I, it's it's I enjoyable. Jakey play like that just truly one of my favorites, and I've it's we should be happy we've gotten to see him for yeah, so long. He's lost a little bit of his step since the ACL injury, but he yeah. he looks fine. He's playing great ball right now. So. He's gotten crafty to make up for that little mm-hmm. lack of burst. Like His three-point shot is a lot better this year. He's up to 35% on That's the year, awesome. which is third on the Alabama team mm-hmm. behind Sears and Miller. Yep. JQ is the third-best shooter on the team right now, which is crazy considering like when you think of shooters, you're probably going to think of like Griffin or – I mean, Burnett will get his shot back. He was shooting, I think, 33 34% before the injury. Um, so there, there are shooters everywhere on this team. Yeah. Um, but I, it's been fun seeing him play with confidence, and he's going to open up just, like, even more weapons yeah. for Alabama. The behavior towards Javon Quinterly from select fans of even opposing teams is just beyond weird. It's weird. People, like, hate him. People just hate the dude. Quinterly is wild. He's a likable player for the most part, I feel like. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe not. I mean, he jaws a little bit. He's got an attitude to you, but, like, that's I mean, that's what you want. Like, I, yeah. You want a senior leader to be able to bring that energy to the Maybe team. they hate him because he's short. I mean, he's got, he's got people DMing him at 435 in the morning. Golly, I just... If you DM college basketball players, you're weird. Official yeah, I, blue collar unplugged stance. Yes, the, don't, like, do we are going to do don't do it. We're doing a stance against stand. DMing. If you college DM athletes. college athletes, you are I just, weird. I, if you tweet at college athletes, you're weird. It. Like it just truly. Like they're just kids playing ball. Like yeah, I, like why are we doing this? Like, what are we doing? It's it's just very strange. <laughs> it goes for everybody. Like truly it goes for everybody. everybody. Like you. I don't tweet at recruits. Don't tweet at players. Don't it's weird. don't DM players and not expect to get like. Don't DM players. Yeah. D- period. And then don't freak out whenever they respond in the same way that you address them. Like th- they're people. It's weird. Too. Like I just and now like it's very strange. The Let's content, up, the contents of of Quinterly's messages, I'm not like condoning, but no. but still, um, it's stop DMing players. Like, let's, let's grow. It really let's is that up. simple. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about is uh, the SEC Big 12 Challenge coming up this Saturday. The SEC is going to get steamrolled. Uh, we like, might it's win. not going to be close. We may win three games. Like let's let, Bama. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Leaderboard. Bama at Oklahoma. Let's go. We're going Bama, right? We're going Bama. Bama. Yeah. Let, me, let me pull up the slate for Saturday. I've got it right you here. Got, already got it up. Perfect. Arkansas at Baylor. 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 Auburn at West Virginia. Give me the Mountaineers. I'm, I'll go Auburn. As I'm, I'm going to lead Auburn. Uh, it's a coin flip. We want to, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, Florida at Kansas State. That's now, not going to be pretty. I, 
think I'm going K State. I think is it at Kansas State? Yes. Yeah, okay. I was gonna just, say I think Florida might give them a game for a minute, but Kansas State's Kansas State at this point. So. I just don't think Florida has the uh, Keontae the Johnson. Keontae Johnson's uh, former team. Yeah, so right. I would fun. say revenge, but he left on pretty good terms. So yeah, I, yeah. Not really revenge. Just yeah. Um, Kansas at Kentucky. Jayhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Texas Tech at LSU. Red Raiders. I, it's gonna be a good know, one. I, it's gonna be a good one. I don't think I think LSU's bad. The I, battle of mid. It probably it really is probably the two worst teams in this challenge on the SEC or from the SEC Both sides, sides. Yes. So I think well, Texas the next is game is Ole Miss Texas. and Oklahoma State. <laughs> the battle of bad. How did they sneak in? How did Ole Miss sneak in? I'm going Oklahoma college? State. Yeah. Yes. It's in Stillwater. It's state. Yeah, I, um, TCU is going to destroy TCU Mississippi State. To the it's not going to be pretty. State. Yeah. TCU just walked into the fog and beat Kansas by twenty three. I don't think they will be scared of the hump. So we've got TCU, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, West Virginia, Baylor. That's six wins already. We haven't even gotten to Iowa State. Iowa State at Missouri is a battle. That's like kind of going to be fun. That's very offenses. It depends like, on Kobe Brown's health status. Oh, he needs to play. If he plays, That'd be really if he plays, it'll be a good game. Because, I mean, teams in at that point... In Mizzou, just, too? Yeah. If Brown is playing, it allows teams to not just be able to key in on Demoy Hodge. Like, if, if Brown is out there, I think Missouri will kill him. Yeah. If not, Iowa State. But Missouri is very capable yeah. of winning that game. It's going to be strength on strength and weakness on weakness. I, <laughs> Caleb Grill time. Yeah. That's what it is. Ca- Caleb Grill is going to have Did y'all fun. see him... Uh, he hit like a dagger against Texas and like walked over to the Texas bench and was like signaling, calling a timeout for them. I love that. That's How many so times elite. Did we hear the gorillas hot during that? Uh, the UNLV, the UNLV, UNLV game, game. Oh it, in so Maui many, in the mountains. So many times. True. That was wow. What Caleb Grill almost became like the next Winion Gabriel from that game, <laughs> yeah. but Alabama won, so it didn't. Uh, and then Texas at Tennessee, game of the that's, day. That's so fun. Game of the day. I'm gonna go Vols, but Texas could very well win that game. Who? Last year was a one point game. Did I th- those two teams play last year? They did. I know they played last year. I'm not certain it was the challenge. I do think they had a home and home from the t- the seasons prior. I I want to say Bama played Baylor last year. Who did Kentucky play? Do they play Kansas again? I think so. I, I do think Texas and Tennessee... Two years ago, Kansas played Tennessee. Yes, because I remember coming back from Norman, or leaving for Norman. I remember watching It was that, coming yeah. back from Norman, yeah. that's right. Um, I don't know. But I would go Tennessee. I'd probably go Tennessee. Either way, the Big I'm 12 going, is winning the challenge. I'm going Tennessee with that, I think. I mean, I, Texas is a good team, but I, I think Tennessee is just playing good ball right now. So we'll see. Yeah. It's, that'll be a fantastic game, regardless. I think that will be. I think Texas could possibly win, depending on Tennessee's injury situation. I know Viscovi's back, but like, how? What's his? Oh, what's yeah. his they status? Score. status. Yeah. They gotta yeah. score the ball. It's and I just don't know because <clears throat> Texas's defense is like pretty. I think it's fine. Solid, yeah. Like I, it's not elite by any means, but I mean it's it's up there. Um, yeah, twenty fourth. I mean, yeah. offense fifteenth. So I. Hmm. That'll be an interesting game. It'll be very interesting. We'll definitely enjoy watching that. Um, well, we're right past 45 minutes. I think it's a good time to wrap this wrap thing up. up. Yeah. Uh, we got anything else we want to add? Yeah. Uh, player of the year standings, Brandon Miller, Bartorvik, 10th, Ken Palm, 3rd. Ken Palm is in 3rd? 3rd. Who does Torvik have? I would have to pull that like, back what, up. What 
seven, <laughs> six players does he have ahead of him? I will try to pull that up for you right now. Give me one minute. Sir. He's wrong, whatever he has. Let's see. His numbers Clear are wrong. Clear the year standings. Yeah. All right. I'd Zach be interested in e. the margins. He has Chris up. Murray ahead of Brandon Miller. Yeah. Okay. okay. Unserious. Zach Eady's fine. Eady's going to work. Jackson year. Davis. He's like kind of like having a really good year. So, like, I kind of get it. Ryan Kalkbrenner for crazy. No shot. No way. Sheboy fine. Timmy fine. Jalen Pickett? Really? No, but, but like, over Miller? Really, no. Yeah. I, that's the thing. Is all Baycott, those like. I, yeah, Baycott like, should not be on that list. Not, uh, they have not been good enough for him to deserve to I'm be like on that list. I'm, like, not with it. But then Kenneth has, what, Timmy and Edie? It's Edie, um, then Jalen Wilson's actually second. I mean, really? I'm not. Okay. I can't argue with that. No, I, They're really good. I mean, I think if you look really at, if you're trying to make an All American team, the top five of Ken Palm is probably who you. Take. I'm gonna close my yes. eyes and make an All American team. Okay. Um, give me Edie at center, Timmy and Miller at forwards. Um, give me Jalen Wilson at guard, and give me either Sasser or Hawkes. I was gonna say Sasser needs yeah. to be on that list, but. I like Sasser more than Hawkins on principle. I do too. On so, principle? Yep. Which, what's that principle? I just don't like UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, now, do I enjoy watching Hawkins like weave through and just like whatever he takes the most ridiculous shots and angles? Like I just know he's going to make it? Sure. Like, it, it, is, it is fun to watch. Um, How many game MVPs does Miller have? I think seven. EDS 15. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Brandon is not in the top. It's not on the list of 10, so he has less than 9. Or 10 okay. for 9, and a few less. I gotcha. Uh, yeah, I I think Brandon has, will have an argument depending on how the rest of the season goes for National Player of the Year. Yeah. I think he'll be and in he is consideration. very much runner, like runaway freshman of the year, in yeah. nationally and conference He should be SEC Player he will of be, the no, Year. No, he will be Player of the Year. He Family should be. He will be Player of the Year. He yeah. should just absolutely rack up. Yeah. But uh, that's gonna. I think that's going to do it for today. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at BCU Podcast, and you can find all of our individual uh, Twitters there as well. But um, we will be back in here next week. We shall. To record after um, Oklahoma. So, yeah, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.